Hey, Ma, I'm about to rewatch The Ultimate Deletion. You want to check this shit out or what? No, thanks. I can't get into that shit. What the fuck's your problem? You got against Broken Matt. It's the funniest shit on wrestling television today. I just don't understand it. What the fuck is a Senor Benjamin? And why are you talking to a drone like it's a fucking person? Oh, Mom. Matt Hardy is a fucking idiot. Bitch, you are obsolete. And I sentence you to deletion. Scratch that. You're a fucking idiot. Oh, Mom. It's time for... Another Wrestling Podcast. Right, all right, all right. Welcome to another wrestling podcast. This is episode 184. I am your Mark of Marks, Credo. I'm Minority Mike. The king of the block party, Minority Mike. <laughs> yeah, that guy. That guy. I haven't been blocked lately, though, so I gotta get my numbers up. There you go, and I'm everyone's favorite asshole, social assassin, angry cooter, Bitches. Okay, let's go. <laughs> All right, guys. Let's uh, do the shit. Uh, you know, just a look ahead. If you're joining us for the first time, make sure you head on over to anotherwrestlingpodcast.com. We're on iTunes, Stitcher, uh, iHeartRadio, and now even Spotify, guys. We're on Spotify. We're on a lot of other stuff. Head over to the mothership, anotherwrestlingpodcast.com. You'll find all the links at the top. Most importantly, rate, review us, subscribe to us, iTunes. Uh, you know, all that fun stuff. Just click them, like them, follow us. That's how we thrive on in the world of podcasting. But guys, Josh Briggs is joining us today. He's a Northeast Wrestling superstar, but you could probably see him up and down the East, West, wherever coast he may be. Josh Briggs is going to be joining us. I had a conversation with Josh. Real nice guy. The little kids didn't know who he was, kept going up to him and asking him if he was Bray Wyatt. I had to go up to him and ask him, how many times at an autograph session do you get the Bray Wyatt comments? And he just started laughing. This guy looks like a skinnier version of Bray Wyatt. He's huge, though. He's a tall guy. Uh, but, yeah, we talked to him a little bit about uh, how he got into it. He played some college football, hated it, went to wrestling. So we'll, we'll be tuning in with uh, Josh Briggs a little bit later. But, guys, I mean, the biggest week, I think, ever in the history of pro wrestling, only for this kind of news because nobody has ever done it before. Daniel Bryan is cleared, medically cleared to return to the ring. And you saw what happened on SmackDown. The, boot, the dude's already taking bumps, and he's just hours into being cleared. Uh, guys, this is big, right? This is this is uh, once the first in ever. I don't think anybody's ever retired and come back. This is a fucking game changer. I couldn't be happier. And we have to thank, of all people, I never thought in a million years I'd be thanking Brie Bella for pushing him to get fucking... This doctor, that doctor, get it done, get it done, get it done, chase your dreams. Thank you, Brie Bella, because this really just an abundance of dream matches. My God, I cannot wait. The only thing is, you know, is he going to be the same performer that he was prior? My, my whole thing is, is I, I loved it. I, I love the fact that he's back. I, this is what I've been wanting for a while. I, I didn't think that they were going to clear him, that WWE was going to clear him. He was getting cleared by every single other doctor but WWE, WWE doctors, and I just th- didn't think it was going to happen. I just wish that they surprised us with it and they just didn't blow their load on social media. <laughs> I, I wished it like they just never announced it, right? And then that segment happened with Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens in the ring. And then Kevin Owens just attacks Daniel Bryan to give us that what the fuck moment. 
Like, wait a minute, hold on. This guy isn't supposed to be doing any in-ring competition, mm-hmm. and he's throwing drop kicks. Like, that's gonna make us all think about what the fuck is going on. I wish they would have played that angle, but no. Yeah. We all know how the WWE is. They they have to, you know, get it out there as soon as possible. Yeah, you know, this happened. I think re- lately too. I mean, I think they announced like Kurt Angle returning and all that other stuff to where. Man, I hate this kind of day and age because it's social media. You need it. You need this info now, now, now. And it's like, hey, tune in because we want all your ratings. So we're gonna we're gonna spoil our biggest ever surprise. And I I get it. I get that they want to draw viewers in by hearing this news. But at the same time, I agree with you, Mike. It's gotta be. You know, it, it, come on. There's, there's, there's not that many surprises ever. So let's have a surprise once in a while. It'd be fun. That's all right? I ask for is just a fucking surprise. Just <laughs> surprise me with something. Don't just. I was surprised because you fucking guys are on your phones, <laughs> clickety clackety all fucking day, listening to this, watching that, checking your Facebook, all that bullshit. Real men gotta work. I ain't got time for that shit. <laughs> no one so when I turned on, on motherfucking SmackDown, piss drunk, and goddamn ice, I'm like, oh shit. WWE alerted everybody. Anybody that has their notifications on with WWE.com or the app got the notification. Mm. I got the notification. Do that to yourself. Yeah, you are correct. I, you know, I maybe I should t- turn my notifications off from Bleacher Report and WWE.com because yeah, I turn them all off because I, I do want to be surprised. It, it, it's the greatest feeling in the world to do that, Mike. You've got to give I, it a shot. I miss that feeling. Um, we're all plugged into the internet, right? Oh yeah, we are, and unfortunately, it just likes to just ram it in there dry. <laughs> hey, <I'm> just... <laughs> hey now. That's the truth. The WWE, they just like, you know, one of the biggest surprises you could have had and they just dropped the ball on it. Oh. And I'm not knocking the fact that, you know, I have to, at the end of the, this conversation, I have to appreciate the fact that Daniel Bryan is cleared for in-ring competition. Hmm. I have to appreciate that because that, like Cooter said in the beginning of the segment, it's a game changer. It changes a lot of things. And it once WrestleMania is done and it's over with, you're going to see a lot of changes happening good changes i would hope Hmm. it's 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 a big deal i just wish it you know surprise me give me something like a wrestlemania moment not a wrestlemania moment but one of those moments leading up to wrestlemania like something that's gonna make me like just question what the hell's going on and make me want to tune in next week could you imagine even if they waited till wrestlemania though too to like uh, okay, obviously it looks like Shane's going to be in it, right? We'll talk about that later. But uh, what if Shane said Shane said he had a mystery partner, and Daniel Bryan played it up with like I don't know who it's going to be, and then boom, he fucking debuted. That would have been another WrestleMania moment. But yeah, man, why, are we the only ones thinking about this? Come on, uh, you, you guys just <laughs> you, you do it to yourselves, man. <laughs> Putting those notifications on your phone uh-huh. is like mooning a tranny and just saying here it is, here it is, <laughs> and like nothing's going to happen. Turn the notifications off and watch TV like like you're supposed to. I know. That's we're going to we're gonna have to do an unplugged episode. But, uh, you know, there, there's some dream matches I know we're definitely going to be talking about a little bit later. But, guys, I can't think of anybody who's ever done this. I mean, I was trying to think in my head, and it's like, well, Cena came back. No, that was from an injury. He didn't retire. And then I was like, well, HBK did it, but that was like an injury. He didn't retire, retire like this officially. And then I was like, well, maybe the only one. 
was like Ric Flair because he retired from WWE, then went over to TNA. Uh, he didn't have the greatest career, but I mean, he still wrestled. But still, nobody's ever come back or retired on WWE TV and then came back a few years later. So, man, there's definitely going to be a lot of dream matches we'll be well, talking about. There is one guy. He had more gas in the tank. Technically retired with his salmon jacket, Mark Henry. Nice segue. Nice. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but uh, we all know that was kayfabe. <laughs> Definitely. And, you know, this is a big deal, too. I mean, uh, th- could there be hope for others? I mean, Paige recently got a neck injury, and they didn't really say anything about her being out or whatever. Maybe they're just waiting for tests, and we don't know. But she could be somebody that's looked at again. Uh, and in the beginning, we almost thought Kurt Angle wouldn't be doing this, too, because of all of his injuries. But he seems to find a way of doing it with tag teams. So this is very unique, guys. And it's uh, it's definitely welcomed by every wrestling fan out there. I think it just it, it just re- changed the landscape of possible matches we can see and will see. Because I feel like at the end of the day, they needed this legend, if you will, this modern-day legend, Daniel Bryan, to where they need him on the show. I mean, John Cena's fading away. Daniel Bryan, they need that name power. Uh, they need that fan, you know, that the fan base that he has, just to pull Credo, you back in, right? I'm ready. Credo, I'm excited. Roman Reigns has to be so pissed. fucking pissed <laughs> right now. It's Dude. like, oh, I'm almost there. I'm on my way, and still nobody gives a fuck about him, nope. right? And they're still stepping on him. And now this is just going to be them kicking him into the ground, like, fuck you. We got what we really want back. Fuck the Roman Reigns, as she would say. I know what they did. They set this up for Mania because they're going to have Romans beat Brock, and then the next match is going to be Daniel Bryan, so we fucking forget about it that quick. Do you think it'll happen? They'll think they'll bounce the card like that, put Daniel Bryan on after a Roman Reigns win? Get I'm going to be really interested <laughs> to see where he is. Where, who is where on the card? Mm. And I was what's just going to bring that up. Show? It's very interesting because, I mean, big names and big returns. I mean,. Does, do we put Ronda second to last? Because it has to be a title match to close the show. Mm-hmm. You're not going to put Cena and Undertaker last, so that's going to be somewhere in the middle. Well, you don't know. Last year, last year was Taker versus Roman non-title. That was supposed to be for Taker's retirement, though, and I think they're just sucking him in for one more. I think this could be the year. I mean, I, I've interviewed her, and they always say it in interviews that main event Wrestlemania do you think they could put Charlotte versus Asuka that's that's a I don't know you think that's a big enough deal to end Mania with or no I think it's going to be an incredible match I don't think they've built it up enough to where it's going to to main event they haven't really booked a great storyline behind it and you only got what two or three weeks left yeah, two weeks true. left two weeks just, left man. there's something about that match and like, like you said they haven't really done much of a storyline but I'm still so psyched for that match just because so I know hard. it's going to be a good match God, it's, it's a who's who. They don't even have to touch. Like, okay, and, and this is what's going to bother me is this mixed match, match challenge because right, you, ha- you have Asuka and The Miz that advance to the finals, and then next week's the semifinals with, with Charlotte and Bobby Roode versus Balor and Sasha Banks. And if, if the finals are going to be Miz and Asuka versus Bobby Roode and Charlotte, I'm going to be pissed because I don't want to see Asuka uh, and Charlotte Either one of them touch. lose before then, yeah. I don't want to see them touch until WrestleMania because I, me personally, I feel like that kind of devalues that match a little bit because I want to see their first interaction 
at WrestleMania. I don't want to see it in a mixed match challenge on Facebook. I, I, I don't. Well, that, that's a great point because it just reminds me of Sami Zayn and Nakamura, who had never touched, and that made that match so special, man. Really. Yeah. Well, you, you know, you, we got a lot to get into. I mean, Daniel Bryan, look at the possibilities now. Mania has changed. And, man, I guess people are thankful buying those Mania tickets early now because at first it didn't look like it was worth it. But now we can see the return of Daniel Bryan. Guys, there's a lot of other stuff to get into. A lot of wrestling, a lot of good stuff going on. It's Mania season. Let's get right into the week that was, shall we? Delete, delete, delete. Guys, we we talked about it the past two weeks. We finally saw the ultimate deletion I was trending worldwide, guys. Uh, tell me about it, man. I, I got some of my thoughts, but I want to hear your thoughts first. Uh, <laughs> thumbs up, thumbs down, guys. Well, I, you know what? I want to uh, before I give my points. Uh, I want to hear Cooter before I talk. All right, you want me to be honest because I watched it the next day because yeah. I don't watch Raw. I, I watch highlights because uh, you couldn't watch it on Hulu because WWE edited it out of Hulu. No, 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 no. I'm just saying, and we'll get to that in a minute. That- oh, I'm sure. I'm sure I didn't. I, I didn't watch it on Hulu. Believe mm-hmm. me, YouTube. That's that's what that's what that shit is for. But uh, no, just to be honest, I did DVR it because I did want to see that because I had a feeling that would be something that would have been cut out. Mm-hmm. And you know what? Everyone was like, "Oh, they're not getting enough time. They're not getting enough time." I thought the match was great. I think it was perfectly timed it wasn't too long it didn't drag on you know it, it had you know a couple of good funny spots I, I really i have to give it two thumbs up i thought it was literally perfect it was shot well it wasn't too overproduced and they got the, the perfect amount of time it wasn't too much and it wasn't too little the reason why i wanted you to go first because i remember last week you said it was going to be shit so I wanted to see... I didn't say it was going to be shit. I said it could p- possibly have been shit because they have a history of fucking up other people's shit. And you are correct. Now, I loved it. I didn't think it was as good as the TNA days when they did it, um, but I loved it. The th- only thing I did not like about it was Michael Cole. It was before we even mm. got into it, Michael Cole apologized for what we we're about to watch. What we're about to watch now is obnoxious, and he was just completely shitting uh, on it, pretty much telling the viewers, "You can change the channel if you'd like to." Like, that did I feel like nothing. That was like, I feel that was a fucking Kevin Dunn remark. I feel like it either that or like Vince was in his ear because I'm sure Vince gave it a chance, but Vince was probably freaking out, like worrying. This is probably going to flop. This is, I, I don't want to take responsibility if it yeah, flops. So I'll true. just have Michael Cole feed. I'm going to feed Michael Cole these lines. And at the end of the day, if it's good, Michael Cole could just take the heat and I'll just take the credit. <laughs> That's it. You know, I'll tell you what though. I, I, I didn't hate it, but I was kind of expecting a little bit more maybe because I figured with WWE behind it, maybe they might give them, you know, the WWE money, if you will. But no, I like the whole how Matt Hardy kind of does it himself. But at the same time, I don't know. I thought I was expecting a totally different thing, but it was it was just like his TNA ones. And like, I think, you you know, what you said was right to where I think his TNA ones probably a little bit better. I, I have to see them back to back to back, I guess, if you will. But uh, at the end of the day, we is Bray Wyatt gone forever, or or what are we gonna get? Everybody's talking about Husky Harris to return, or are we gonna get a broken uh, 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 triple threat uh, of uh, Brother Nero, Matt, or Woken Broken Hardy, 
and uh, a Bray Wyatt. Could we see a new uh, three-man group with these guys? Oh, I God, don't overthink, it. It. Don't, <laughs> overthink it. You know, don't, don't do this to yourself, <laughs> and don't do this to me, because whenever you start doing this, you know, I, you make me want to punch a baby, and I'm stealing your phrase. The point is, I'm glad that it wasn't overly produced the way WWE tends to do things. It, it, they, they let Matt do his thing. They didn't let him do too much, which is probably a good thing, because if it goes too far out there, you know, WWE viewers are very different than, you know, just straight wrestling fans who, you know, like in, in TNA, that's, that's a different type of fan. Those, those are more, I want to say indie fans. Uh, I think Mike, you might agree with that. So, yeah, no, like, I, I mean, I, I, there was a lot of things that they could have done that they didn't like they could have did more stuff with senior benjamin i would have thought um maybe something with you know king maxwell something more along the lines of that i i enjoyed it i just didn't like how uh michael cole came out and was shitting all over it they needed like a camera on vince that i would rather watch i want to watch the version where we're watching vince watching it for the first time first time (laughs) yeah yeah. i want to see like because, you know, he's done some crazy shit through, throughout the years. I'm kind of curious what his thoughts were. Because, you know what I mean? Like, did, did he watch the stuff that he did in TNA? Did he, is this the first time he's ever seen this video kind of thing? So I would love to have seen a camera, camera on Vince. Holly, Hollywood, Ho- or Hollywood Hogan. Hulk Hogan tweeted <laughs> at, I'm deleted. Like, I don't know if that was like a shot that he just didn't like it or whatever it is. But Matt Hardy replied to Hogan. I could certainly submerge you into the lake of reincarnation, Hogan of Hollywood. It truly does work wonders <laughs> for deleted vessels. Could you imagine oh if that's God. how they brought Hogan back? That'd be the most fucking hilarious thing ever. They brought him back. And, you know what? <laughs> and, and you make Hogan. that you make that statement about Michael Cole saying that. Who's to say that that's not going to be an angle down the road? Because I mean, it's not like it wouldn't be the first time Michael Cole hasn't been pushed into an angle. I mean, look at the stuff with Jerry Lawler and him with the Miz and so on and so forth. So, I mean, you don't know. Let's 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 not judge him too harshly yet. I will say this, though, because of like how it was trending worldwide all night and the response that the fans gave it. This isn't going to be the last time you're going to see the Hardy compound. Well, you know, we are a few weeks away from WrestleMania. Did you guys think? I mean, none of these guys even have mania matches. Are they just going to be thrown into the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal? Or are we going to get another deletion kind of video in New Orleans style or something for mania? Or where do these guys fit at mania since they already showed the ultimate deletion three weeks before mania? It's tough to to think about it, man, because, I mean... Wow, it's that that card is so packed, and I don't know if you want to add any more to it because I don't want to have an entire no. Sunday, like <laughs> Sunday morning into late Monday night. New start time, ten a.m. Ten a.m. pre-show. <laughs> ten a.m. pre-show, twelve p.m. start time, and then like we're the main event finally hits like midnight. The pre-show is actually on right now, guys. If you you can start watching it now till uh, April, <laughs> fuck it, it's it's begun, man. But anyway, I mean, they're doing so much right now. Like all the other talent, they're going into the battle royal. Like the revival Ugh, is throwing out the that. gimmick that they're gonna be the first tag team to win the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle oh, Royal. Man, you know they they just announced on SmackDown that Baron Corbin and Ty Dillinger are going to be in the battle royal. Oh my, like. I don't know if there's any room. I, I think 
unfortunately, Hardy and Bray Wyatt are going to be in the Battle Royal. You've got a lot of star power this year. I mean, it, it's been a it's been a long time since we've had a card with, with this kind of star power behind it, and, and in these these big matches. So, I mean, some of these up and comers. Yeah, would I like to see Baron Corbin in a match? Of course, I would. I like Baron Corbin, but you know what? We don't have room for everybody. We don't, we don't have room for a Samoa Joe right now, unfortunately. Yeah. You know, is he even ready to compete? No. Uh, well, from what I heard, that they're probably waiting on him till he was rumored to be Braun Strowman's tag partner, and then he's also rumor, rumored to be on the night after WrestleMania. So, well, we'll see what happens with that, I guess. But either way, we were ultimately deleted. Mike, uh, dipping into your MMA world, uh, tell us about this Ronda Rousey video that they showed, or something a little bit uh, special on to Raw. It. Yeah, the Ronda Rousey video on Raw, it was a video package because Ronda wasn't on televised Raw. She was on Raw, but it wasn't. It was a dark match. Um, I really liked this video with her and Kurt Angle. Now, everybody is on Ronda about her mic skills and all that stuff. Granted, she does not have great mic skills. But this video package they did was edited. Um, they She pretty much was just talking from the heart. And the one thing that WWE did that nobody else could do was get her to talk about her loss against Amanda Nunez and what she went through. No one could get her to talk about that. This is the first time she opened up about it, how she felt, what happened. And then it, it really like, I'm still trying to like get on board with this Ronda thing. Like I know she's going to be an uh, amazing athlete once she gets the sport down, but right now I'm still trying to buy into her on the mic and see how it is. But like I'm starting to invest a little bit just because of this pr- this video package and if you guys haven't seen it, go back and watch it because it's actually really good. And she talked about how she wanted to be in the Olympics and then that didn't once she got there, life went on. So then she went to the UFC. She started MMA, went to the UFC, and then once that started panning out, it's because life went on. Now life brought her to professional wrestling, and life is going on. No, yeah, and you know what? What's funny is that you know vignettes, these little vignettes, they need them for some people because I mean, granted, we know who Ronda Rousey is, but there's probably you know thousands, hundreds, whatever girls that little girls that don't know who Ronda is. They don't watch UFC. They don't really know who she is. So it's, to them, it's just like, oh, there's another girl, Ronda. Okay, well, what's, they need these things, you know. So it kind of helps build her image a little bit. So if anything, and, it's going to help her at the end. And it was cool because in the video package, they, they got a lot of licensing from the UFC. They they showed a lot of videos from the UFC, a lot of Bruce Buffer um, announcing. They yes. had uh, Mike Goldberg that not Bill Goldberg, don't get confused. It was former UFC announcer Mike Goldberg, who I thought was one of the best play-by-play guys in MMA. And that just to hearing those Mike uh, Bruce Buffer and Mike Goldberg on WWE television was just really unique, and it was awesome in my opinion. So right right now, I wouldn't say I'm all in on this match, but they're starting to kind of wheel me in a little bit on that promo alone. I just hope they don't fuck it up. All right, I, quick segue, Mike. I got a question for you. What's up? Play by play, who do you like better, Mike Goldberg or Mauro Ronaldo in terms of MMA? MMA, who? That's tough. That's a tough Gold. one. It is tough because when it comes to MMA, I mean they're both really good. But if it just, 
I, I'm gonna. I love Mauro Ronaldo. I really do. But I'm gonna go Mike Goldberg because his voice, even though Mauro Ronaldo is just like you know the man, Goldberg was more recognizable. And he had the catchphrases too. He had the catchphrases yeah. too. Hmm. So, okay. Well, okay. well, guys, you know, uh, just when you think the Hall of Fame class couldn't get any bigger, it got a little bit bigger. Uh, Mark Henry is going into the Hall of Fame. Guys, joining Jeff Jarrett, the Dudley Boys. Uh, Jarius Robertson for the Warrior Award, Goldberg, Hillbilly Jim, Ivory Kid Rock, and Mark Henry. Guys, uh, just when you think there couldn't be any more people going into the Hall of Fame this year, we get Mark Henry, and uh, they never really ever announced his retirement in wrestling. Maybe he does something at WrestleMania. Uh, Well-deserved, Mark Henry. Somebody go and get their ass kicked. (laughs) Who doesn't love that theme song? I mean, really. Get your wig split. <laughs> was yeah, that three six mafia? <laughs> My whole thing is like it, I, I think it's well deserved. The only problem I have with it is you know this guy just had a match like at like the end of 2017. So it's like I just saw him on my television in in like December or November. I might be wrong, but I just recently saw him on my television. Like, give me some space with these guys. Let me want to get invested into hearing their speeches after time. You know, absence makes the heart grow fonder. Grow fonder they say. Yeah. I, I, I want some time away from these people. I mean, I, and I don't want to discredit the fact that, you know, he definitely does deserve it. It's just it, like I feel like it's way too soon, way too soon. I hope it's all a work. I hope the person that's inducting him, right – when he goes to shake the guy's hand, he picks him up and hits him with the world's strongest uh, press <laughs> and just screams, I ain't done yet, and walks off the stage. I, now, I hope. <laughs> That'd be guys, great. Guys, you know, uh, one thing, if you didn't notice about this class, is that there isn't a dead person in it yet. Uh, Jeff Jarrett, Dudley Boys, Goldberg, Hillbilly Jim, Ivory Kid Rock, Mark Henry. This picture that they posted, it's funny because I'm like, hey, there's one there's one more spot right where that empty spot is for a head. And I don't know. Is it weird? Uh, has it been like the first time or I don't know, like a Spoke non-deceased wrestler soon. has gone in? Am I speaking to you? You spoke too soon because I read today on the fabulous interweb that uh, that, that dead spot. Gonna, <laughs> that's what I'm going to call it. It's sad. <laughs> the With dead the dead spot. spot's going to go to Bam Bam Bigelow. Yeah, I heard that. That's, that's, that's well a huge class, now. man. Though, like, man, what's the limit? There's so many they people going on. Like, you know, they got to be like WrestleMania. They have to wow, Bam Bam induction, like, probably five hours. Wow. How, how about <laughs> a, a quick favorite Mark Henry moments? Anything that comes to mind? Just that well, retirement. Mine is his fake retirement. Yeah, that was the best because it was like one. Yeah. It was a, it was a surprise. We all yes. Did, nobody, you know, it was that was it was a really good surprise. I, I still love him and May Young and May oh. Young giving birth to the hand. I mean, I that's guarantee you they'll never bring point. that up either. I know. <laughs> I, they might. They might. But Maybe the hand inducts them. Yeah, they 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 did they did some weird shit. Like I remember when they inducted Booker T and they were playing that video package of his career. You know. They played the infamous Hulk Hogan, we coming for you, but they cut it off right there so that it didn't drop the M word. But it was like everybody knows that fucking sound clip. I mean, it's just, it's just iconic. So you don't know; they might throw something in there for that video package. Mm. Well, either way, uh, the, the huge Hall of Fame class this year. But guys, uh, we talked about Daniel Bryan, man. 
Uh, but Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn were fired right before they did the little beatdown on Daniel Bryan. But I love it because Owens is is pretty much into this because uh, what happened online? He uh, he changes his Twitter handle to Kevin Steen and fight Steen fight. He's uh, he ain't breaking kayfabe, and I love it. What about yeah, you? Guys? He deleted all WB mention on his Twitter, and I I, I think that WB.com actually removed they're in the Kevin alumni. Owens and Sami Zayn. <laughs> they're in the <laughs> alumni section now, so they're really playing to this storyline, which is good. Yeah. It's what you need. I mean, he deleted uh, all mentions of he deleted, WWE in his Twitter. He deleted all mentions, and he changed Owens back to Steen, his real name. And he changed his Twitter handle from Fight Owens Fight back to Fight Steen Fight. It would have been funny if he did the Kill Steen Kill. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, like, he literally is – and he deleted all mention of WWE Superstar in his profile. Everything. I will not be surprised if he's really playing up to it and starts putting an email address for bookings. <laughs> That'd be great. Like, <laughs> like everybody else does. <laughs> Just wow. to play up to this storyline. This is it. This is the best way to be uh, not break kayfabe in uh, 2018. You got to change your Twitter handle and change uh, change all that stuff. But, you know, just to think, because Kevin Owens, if you thought about it, before this whole Daniel Bryan thing ever happened – he probably had to be thinking like, "Fuck, I don't have a good Mania match again this year," you know, you know, not like a Universal Title match, not a WWE Championship match. It's like he's with he's gonna probably go against Sami Zayn, and then it's looking like him just against Shane McMahon, and now to be in the match where Daniel Bryan's return, it's not nothing's official. Anything could happen, but still, that's where it seems like it's going for. So, I mean, lucky them. That's a it's a great match to be part of Daniel Bryan's return match. But who wins? How do they get back in the company, guys? Is it uh, are they going to win at Mania? Are they going to beat Daniel Bryan's return at Mania just to come back into the SmackDown, or or do they go to Raw after Mania? I don't know. You know what's funny? I really hope that this match happens because I said this would happen a while back, and and one of you, if not both of you, told me the shit's not going to happen. And I remember Mike specifically telling me. Why would you do that? Because look who you have to... I mean, it would be a great way to protect Daniel Bryan, and I'm quoting you, putting him in a tag match. But look who he has to tag with. The king of the worst rabbit punches in the world. Those those exactly. are your exact words. Yeah, so because that's... this kind of sucks, but hey, that's going to be like, the hottest tag in wrestling history. Shane getting his ass beat. The hottest tag ever, and that crowd's going to go ballistic. That's I mean, true. like, when you, when you put him in there with another professional wrestler... Then yeah, I feel more safe. But when you got a guy like Shane McMahon being his partner, that's not protecting Daniel Bryan at all. Oh, yeah, not sp- one bit. Spoiler alert: somebody else made the list this week. We're gonna get into that, but that's pretty much on what you're going with. Uh, I hear that 100 percent though, Mike. Uh, oh, out of anybody, I hate. I hate. Oh, no, I'm not gonna getting into it. We're gonna get into it later. But yeah. Regardless, uh, Kevin Owens, though, Sami Zayn, how do they get their jobs back? How do you see them getting their jobs back? By Mania or something else? Or, the, or will you see them go to Raw, you think? There is a superstar shakeup coming up. I mean, and technically they got Raw. fired from – yeah, they got fired from SmackDown. So, But I kind of wish they don't go to Raw um, because Raw is just – I mean, unless they really do a huge shakeup, I, I just think – they're going to get lost in the shuffle, especially with Roman as champion there. Mm-hmm. What I want is I want them to go back to SmackDown somehow. And I want that WWE title on Kevin Owens with Shane McMahon pissed off 
at the world that Kevin Owens is holding that WWE title. Like the anti WWE guys just won the title, just like that storyline at Ring of Honor with Jim Cornette. Yeah, he was doing everything. Jim Cornette was doing everything in his will to keep that belt away from Kevin Steen, but he still got it. And that visual of Kevin Owens holding the ROH title in the ring, yelling at Jim Cornette standing on the outside, was just a great visual. Well, you know, guys, a lot of a lot of stuff happened this week. That was just some of it. Uh, but anyway, joining us right now, Josh Briggs. All right, joining us today is Josh Briggs, and there's a chance that he may not like me. But Josh, man, thanks for joining us today on the show. How's it going? That's oh, good. Thanks for having me, man. Yeah, uh, chances are I don't like you or uh, anyone else for that matter. <laughs> Definitely. Well, yeah, I've come to know you at Northeast Wrestling. Uh, I've seen yeah. you the past few shows. You're a big dude. Uh, yeah. I'm a big guy, but I mean, you're 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 the guy who's doing aerial stuff uh, at your height and whatnot. Uh, that a lot of guys your size probably just can't do. But uh, before we get too much into that, can you take us back and how you got into this crazy world of pro wrestling? Yeah, so I um, so early on, I I always loved wrestling. I had like a, a weird infatuation with it, and um, it just so happened that it kind of fell into my lap. I moved out to Massachusetts for a football scholarship, and um, lo and behold, Massachusetts is a huge uh, breeding ground for professional wrestlers, and um, I stumbled upon. Uh, Mike Hollow, who um, took over for uh, Killer Kowalski and his old training school, mm-hmm. and um, learned the basics from him. And Mike passed me on to the New England Pro Wrestling Academy with Brian Fury in Andover, Mass. And uh, you know, just I just fell in love with it all over again for a different reason, really. Mm-hmm. So tell me this: so, so you did play college football, is that correct? Uh, did you always? have that you know idea of like hey after i'm done with football or i'm gonna do wrestling kind of a mentality um so it's it's a little more complicated than that mm-hmm. uh, i um i played football played college football division one and um i i hated it i thought it was one of the it was one of the worst experiences in my life um it, it just it just made me like really bitter towards football mm-hmm. and um my junior year ended, and I decided I didn't want to uh, play football anymore. And uh, I really didn't think there was any amount of money that could be provided to me to make me want to play football. So um, I lost a bunch of weight. I was 315 pounds playing center at the University of Massachusetts. Uh, I was trimmed down from 315 to 285 my senior year. And... Um, I kind of stopped really focusing on football, and while I was playing football, I was more uh, passionate for wrestling. Mm-hmm. So I'd, uh, I'd, I'd instead of studying football, uh, I'd be studying wrestling and watching wrestling and stuff, trying to transition and make the make the leap easier once I finished football. So um, I think it all it all really had to do with moving out to Massachusetts. And having that uh, that fallback, that little safety net in pro wrestling, mm-hmm. and once I realized I didn't want to play football anymore, it just made everything so much easier. 
No, definitely. I, th- I think we have the same mentality uh, of football because I kind of hated it in high school, and I was yeah. just done with it. <laughs> I was like, you know, yeah. I'm, I, I can't. I'm done with it. It was just, yeah, I, I think we, I reached a, a breaking point with it, too, and uh, I, I, I hear you. Uh, so, okay, tell me a little bit. Uh, you know, you got into pro wrestling. You, you trained with Mike Hollow and Brian Fury. Now, did you were you always a fan of pro wrestling, or did you just get more into it uh, later on to where you said you were studying it more? Were you always like a fan of it though? Yeah, um, there's there's some pictures floating around on my social media somewhere. I think of me. Uh, I think it was my fifth fifth or sixth birthday party. Um, this is my first like inter like interconnection with pro wrestling. I got um, a bunch of professional wrestling action figures they were all wcw action figures because that was the hot thing when i was a kid Mm -hmm. and um i just i fell in love with those action figures because they were such they were so much cooler than all the other toys that i had i think and um i wanted to see what um like what corresponded with those toys so i think my parents would put on wrestling for me and um I got to play with those action figures while I was watching the, uh, the wrestlers on TV when I was five, six. And, um, that was really the first, uh, my first like memories of pro wrestling. And that's kind of where I fell in love with it. Sure. Now, you know, I mentioned in the beginning, uh, you're, you're a tall guy. You're what, a six, seven, I believe, or yes. Uh, yeah. Six, seven. So you're just fucking tall. You're, you're huge, man. Right. But like I say, you're, you're a big guy, but you're doing stuff that a lot of other big guys aren't doing. And I think one guy I want to compare you to who, who I've seen, who actually impressed me as well was, uh, Donovan Dijak, who, uh, I've also read that, you know, you were a big fan of, and you also had a match with and worked with, uh, can you tell me a little bit about maybe your experience with, uh, Dijak in the ring? Because I mean, uh, like I said, there's not too many big guys out there who are doing what you do in a way. Yeah, so um, I don't know if this is really well known or not, but me and Dijak um, have a few different connections, and um, we both played football at the University of Massachusetts, and um, that was our first real bonding moment uh, when we both found that out, and we both really disliked football, <laughs> and. Um, we both trained at the same school under Brian Fury, and um, we, 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 have a, we, have, we have a lot of similarities. Um, like you said, um, a lot of people bring up the similarities in size and athleticism, but um, he was always a guy I wanted to have a big match with, and um, I got to really have a, a big like coming-out party match for Limitless Wrestling up in Maine, mm-hmm. and um, that match with me and him was about as good of a it was about as perfect of a match as you can have at the time for me and my skill level. Um, it was really fun um, being in there with someone who hits as hard as me and um, really brings that aggression out of you. And he was he was so much better than me, and he still is better than me, but so much better that it made me like uh, a whole a whole new level of of good, if that makes sense. He brought he brought everything out of me that I didn't know I had. And um, to showcase both of our athletic, like our athletic abilities at the same time in the same match was really neat for me. No, for sure. Uh, and uh, how long have you been uh, in this world of pro wrestling? It's only been uh, about a year or two, right? Not too long? 
Yeah, two years and uh, two months since I started training. Wow. I mean, it moves fast, right? It's like uh, yeah. it moves fast. You learn fast. Uh, but, I mean, it, for I got a question for you. It's just, you've been working on the indies. You've been working all over. Um, as an independent wrestler, uh, how does it feel for you? Because it, this is, uh, and I call it the James Ellsworth syndrome because, uh, hear me out to where, you know, uh, when they put James Ellsworth on WWE, you know, it's like, well, there are a lot of there's a lot of things you could say, but it was like, well, why 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 him? Why why did he you know yeah. why did he make it? But it, it seems only the last few years, not too not too much, probably even when you almost started training or, or joined uh, wrestling. But it was almost like before that you really had to go to their system, and then you had to work you know yep. we work your way up, and you know it was a big a long process. But nowadays, I, I feel like you know it's. Anyone and everyone is up for grabs in a way. If they see you, they like you, they you know they like your look or whatnot. You, you can they want you. You know what I mean? It's a different yeah. world out there. But for you as a pro wrestler, how does that make you feel? Because I mean, you, you haven't been in it too long, but it, just knowing that fact that hey man, you can get a call tomorrow and say hey we like you, we like the way you look, we like what you're doing, we want you to join us kind of thing. How does that make you feel as a pro wrestler knowing that? The, the game has changed a little bit to where, you know, anybody can really make it into the WWE if or anywhere, really. But, I mean, just using them as the, the main example. Yeah. Um, so just to touch on um, on that whole transition a little bit, um, when I first got in, uh, I was under the impression that um, I was going straight to the WWE because that's what they were looking for at the time was – tall collegiate um non-wrestlers who had some type of athletic background and um i think like four or five months into my training they uh switched their uh switched what they were looking for from those homegrown like bare bones type of guys to the names on the on the independents that can actually draw a lot of money from them and um the way that it worked out and the way it is right now, I love it. I think it's better. I'm I'm blessed that I was able to be a uh, become an independent wrestler, but um, I think it's awesome. Mm. I think that um, it, it just makes everything so much uh, more accessible. Everyone can make money now in the, on the independence, and once you do that, you can get called up and make even more money. It's great. I think um, it's a win win for everyone for the independent wrestling itself for the guys getting taken up um, and for the WWE themselves. I think it's, I think every, there's no, there's no harm in it. And uh, it's really, it's really neat. No, definitely. And uh, you know, uh, you've worked with a lot of promotions from chaotic wrestling, beyond uh, wrestling. Uh, I, what I've known you for is Northeast wrestling. If I could probably get your thoughts a little bit on Northeast wrestling, cause uh, you've had a few shows with them already. Uh, what are your thoughts on just the fans there from Bethany, Connecticut, that little, the little place in Bethany to where it just seems like it's a lot bigger than what it really is. Cause those fans are just awesome. They, they love wrestling. It's the, that's their thing. You know what I mean? Like that town yeah. is wrestling, but uh, even just recently at uh, WrestleFest uh, that kind of a crowd. I mean, they have great crowds, but what, what's your thought and takes on uh, wrestling for Northeast wrestling? Um, so in, in my personal opinion, I don't think there's, there's much bigger crowds um, and uh, like great wrestling fan quality fans than, um, uh, than Northeast wrestling. The, the crowd at you were there for WrestleFest was <laughs> unbelievable. Uh, people would kill to be to be able to perform in front of that crowd, 
and um to, for Bethany too, the the crowd's amazing. Like you said, the, the, they just love wrestling. They're they're into everything. Um, it's a pleasure to work for Northeast Wrestling, and the, the, the fans are what really make it so much more special to perform in front of. And um, that's really what elevates a match to the next level is the fans. And um, it's really it's really fun to have a good match in front of those fans. No, definitely. Uh, now, you've been in the business for two years right now. Do you have kind of like a little bit of a, a bucket list, if you will, of guys you definitely want to meet uh, uh, anywhere in wrestling right now? Do you have a, maybe a little bit of a short list of guys you definitely want to, you know, uh, fight before, uh, you know, I don't know, anything else? Yeah, um, I, got, I got a good list of, uh, of guys. Yeah. Um, Matt Riddle's on there. Um, David Starr's on there. Joey Janela's on there. Number one is my uh, my professional wrestling trainer, Brian Fury. Uh, but he's he's since retired. Um, so I'm trying to slowly coerce him out of retirement. Um, we'll see how that goes. But, I mean, there's a, there's a lot of people that, that are on that list. And... Um, I've been able to knock a lot of the guys who used to be on my list off, and that's that's pretty cool. <laughs> Definitely not. I like looking at people's Twitters, and I like to call people out on some tweets and kind of under, understand the full message behind it because you're only allowed a certain amount of characters. Yeah. Uh, one tweet from you just the, a day ago, you have the world is going to hell in a handbasket because uh, we have the first two snowstorms less than a week apart in the middle of March, and now Kid Rock gets inducted to the WWE Hall of Fame before Fred Durst. You said you're done. Uh, can you? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't. I think everybody is kind of like it's a weird process for this Hall of Fame because it's like you get you know a legend, then you get the the, the woman, then you get a tag team, then you get the the guy who died or whatnot, yeah. uh, and then it's just it, it, like Kid Rock, Drew Carey. It, it's it's kind of random, but maybe you want to explain a little bit about that, uh, Fred Durst, that tweet. Yeah, I mean, so so I, 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 get, I get it. I understand that there has to be that celebrity that for mainstream and all of that, but um, it's it, it's it's Limp Biscuit. <laughs> I, I was at WrestleMania 19 when where he performed, and uh, The Undertaker is one of my favorites. Um, I've I've done a lot. Of, I've taken a lot of Undertaker stuff. Uh, so it's no secret, but, um, he played the undertaker out and everything. And it's, it, it just doesn't really, to me, in my eyes, make sense that kid rock has made it in and, uh, before limp biscuit, mm. <laughs> uh, no, 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 um, no offense to kid rock because kid rock's great. I'm sure. But, um, limp biscuit, I feel like has just done so much more for the WWE. No, for sure. I mean, that's what a lot of fans, there's a lot of people that are way before some of these other guys that are getting in, but. Yeah. I, just, I just wanted to read that out. But you mentioned The Undertaker. Uh, is there anybody else you, that you may have modeled yourself after taking some moves or just uh, kind of, you know, made your own uh, your own person? Yeah. Um, so in wrestling, you just take what's old and make it new again. Mm-hmm. And you, everyone admires someone and they take a little something. So I, The Undertaker, first and foremost, was my guy that I did a lot of that from. Uh, Barry Windham's up there, too. Not a lot of people... Uh, would expect that or not, but Barry Windham was one of the most fluid big men of all time, and um, just just such an amazing athlete for his size back in the day. Um, one, like one hell of a babyface. Uh, Kane is another another guy that's up there for me. Um, 
I really like watching Luke Harper and Brody Lee when he was on the Indies. Um, Die Jack is another guy that I took a lot of a lot of um, my idiosyncrasies from the the in between stuff that um, makes you who you are as a wrestler mm-hmm. and um, a couple other independent wrestlers like that. I just love uh, Drew Galloway, Drew McIntyre now. Um, just big big dudes who can move around and are athletic for their size is really what I was looking for. But Undertaker, Barry Windham, and Dijak are probably the top three for me. Sure, definitely. And, you know, uh, one thing, I mentioned too, there's like a lack of big guys, if you will. I mean, uh, mainstream today, you got uh, like a Braun Strowman. But as, uh, this year, I mean, I think Big Show has wrestled his last match. Kane's pretty much out on his way uh, out of the door, if you will. Uh, there's not too many guys your size uh, just who or I don't know, who – are really in there anymore. I mean, do you think there's maybe a lack of big guys happening right now to where, I mean, you, I mean, uh, Dijak who's in NXT now, uh, they're kind of making a comeback, but, uh, do you think there's maybe a lack of, uh, big guys around? Um, so all, in in my opinion, all the big guys that were around got bought up by, um, by the WWE. They're all, they're all in developmental right now. Chris hero, Mm Dijak, uh, Galloway, the, those type of big guys, yeah. but on the Indies right now, I don't see many big guys. Um, it's me and Brody King, and um, we're both two extremely big athletic guys who have uh, different things to offer, and um, so it's kind of um, I wouldn't say easy, but it makes us stand stand out a lot more. Mm-hmm. Uh, when we can do those athletic things and when I can walk to the ring and um, people people in the crowd standing on their feet the same level as me can see how tall I actually am and how big I actually am, that's uh, that always helps out tremendously. And, um, you know, so, so there, there's, a, there's a lack, but um, I think that right now... Uh, me and Brody King are kind of holding it down pretty well for athletic big men out on the indies. Sure, definitely. And, you know, uh, last but not least, I just want to get your opinion on this because, I mean, uh, we live in a world where there's pretty much wrestling every day of the week, you know, with WWE, yeah. Monday, you know, Monday, Tuesday, or TNA one day. But even with the network now, YouTube, Flow Slams, even, you know, uh, just anything and everything, even promotions all across the world have, like, their own network, if you will. Or you could watch it online, watch it on your phone. Um do you think it's, I mean, <laughs> how do I get this out to where I, I love wrestling. I, I'm a fan. Do you think at, one, at a certain point there's just maybe too much, too many shows on during the week for people to consume? Or, I mean, even with you, you're a wrestler, you're on the road. Uh, do you still watch? Do you watch whatever you can or when you can? Or I, I, there's just so much stuff to keep up with. Is it, is it too much? This, you know, these days, is it too oversaturated, if you will? Um, that's a that's a hard question to ask. I think a yes and no. Yes for that. If you if you're looking, you're gonna find as much wrestling as you want. But I think a lot of fans right now are into the instant gratification mm-hmm. aspect of it. It's just because of all the multimedia we have, gifs and the quick WWE clips that they post on YouTube and Instagram and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So it's a lot easier to keep up with wrestling in that aspect but if you're looking for really good quality matches i think that um 
I think that it's pretty, uh, it's still pretty, um, uh, how do I say this? I mean, average, you can still, um, you can't really go and pick and choose, um, those good quality matches. You have to kind of find them and stumble upon them. Mm -hmm. Um, there's, there's obviously wrestling every day. I mean, even on the independence there, you can basically, if you're, if you really, if you really want to travel, can wrestle uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, hmm. which is unbelievable. But um, to get those quality matches, quality crowds, quality arenas, um, stuff like that, it's a little bit more hard to come by. So um, it's oversaturated in the fact that there's a lot of wrestling, but quality of wrestling, it's still about where it where it needs to be, I think. Sure. Hey, you know, it just carries from a wrestler's point of view, but, uh, Hey, that's why we're here. We love wrestling, but, uh, uh, Josh Briggs, where can people find you? Where can they see you on some shows coming up? Uh, social media. Can you tell us, uh, anything and everything about Josh Briggs on the half yes. online? Um, so you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at the Josh Briggs, add me on Facebook at Josh Briggs. Um, I post my, uh, my matches and my match schedules and all that stuff uh, for the month and a nice professional looking graphic that I take hours out of my day to create. Um, but uh, coming up this month, I got Eddie Edwards at cold fury um, this Friday, March 16th, uh, March 18th. I'm at NEW and um, it's me and David star at beyond wrestling as well that same day uh making my mcw debut march 14th in uh, maryland i'm always up in canada i'm in the midwest now for black label pro and talking to some other people uh so basically if you walk outside of your house you'll probably see me at this point (laughs) well there you go and chances are he doesn't like you uh josh briggs thank you so much man uh i'm sure we'll talk to you again down the road but we appreciate you taking the time out for for us today of course thanks man ladies and gentlemen this week on the minority report um i i saw an interesting article on bleach report and i have to talk about it so ufc heavyweight francis Ngannou. Everyone who doesn't know him, you need to YouTube this motherfucker. I mean, he has the, the he has the world record for the hardest punch. He punched the soul out of Alistair Overeem. Um, he just recently lost to heavyweight champion Stipe Miocic. Um, he calls out Brock Lesnar. He says he wants that fucking fight. Um, I personally think that you know he would destroy Lesnar, but that's a conversation for another day. That. Um, but this call-out from Ngannou, that puts the ball deeper into Lesnar's court with these WWE negotiations because now you're getting some buzz with the UFC, with the MMA community. So Vince McMahon hears that, and now you have people talking. Like, right now, I'm talking about it, and I know other people are talking about it, so that's going to be newsworthy conversation to help these negotiations for Lesnar. Um, I... I got to say, um, I, I think it's going to be the wrong move for Lesnar to go back to the UFC um, because as he's being a professional wrestler, the sport of MMA goes on. Uh, but Cooter, I know, I know you know Ngannou, and I know you uh, know the MMA just as much as I do. Um, what are your thoughts on Ngannou calling out uh, Lesnar? Well, anything to, to get yourself back into the title hunt, and that's probably the best for Ngannou. 
It doesn't do anything for Lesnar. And honestly, I don't see that as a, a draw for Lesnar. And Ganu's not a big enough name. Does he have an incredible punch? Yes, but dude, Stipe, you know, made him look like he tap danced around him. Yeah. All right. I mean, you, 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 UFC put some some nice vignettes about Ngannou. You know, they they promoted that fight very nice for him and Stipe. And you know, you, you kind of thought, hey, maybe Ngannou's going to take this guy out. I I don't see that as a draw for Lesnar. Lesnar's going to want a big money fight, and I don't think Ngannou's he, he doesn't have enough stock. There's, you know, he's he's not a big enough name. Uh, Mark Hunt, arguably a bigger name than Ngannou, I think, because it's an interesting matchup, especially for Lesnar. Lesnar can take down a Mark Hunt because Mark Hunt is slower. Ngannou's not as slow. But, I mean, again, what kind of ground game does Ngannou have? Ngannou has, I believe, a black belt in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Interesting fight. Bad for Lesnar. Uh, Great for Ngannou, but I don't see that as a draw for Lesnar. I don't don't think that's... uh, that's not a big money fight. Brock wants a big money fight. And what 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 who on that roster do you think is going to draw Brock Lesnar? The only fight that would help Brock Lesnar is a John Jones fight and we all know where John Jones is right now. He's battling the Nevada. Or no, he's battling USADA right now. So mm-hmm. Well guys, I don't see well, from a, from an outsider, I don't watch too much UFC or MMA stuff. But uh, uh, for me, looking in, uh, what did he? So he was he had problems the last time. He was caught uh, doping or whatever. He had something, right? And then yeah. what, didn't that ban him for like how long? It was just a year. So he had. So what happened was he uh, his suspension was one year. Um, he has to allegedly, and I, I don't know how accurate this, but he put himself back in the drug testing pool and i believe that that suspension doesn't start until his name is back in the drug testing pool because he has to go through that year of uh, i mean and it doesn't matter what you're doing if your name's in the drug pool for the usada they'll show up wherever you're at to test you and you have to be there and if you're there and you can't give them anything they wait until you can so allegedly and and don't quote me on this but i Apparently, I heard a rumor, I read it online, that he put his name back in the drug do- the doping pool. Um, that was about a couple months ago. Yeah, I heard that a while ago, yeah. Yeah, so I would say his suspension is pretty much rided out. He pretty much got a slap on the wrist for getting, he, he tested positive for uh, estrogen blockers, which m- most people who don't understand it, if you're, on, if you're doing a cycle of testosterone and you cycle off, you have to take estrogen blockers so everything evens out naturally. If you don't, you're going to get man tits. Does he go back to the UFC? I, I think it's the dumbest move he'll ever do, but I mean, this is every time Lesnar's contract's up, he always finds a way to get some leverage to get more money. And if Vince McMahon sees... I mean, Vince McMahon's a guy just like you, Credo, who's an outsider, who doesn't understand it. So when he sees this guy who's pretty much the size of Lesnar calling out Lesnar, he sees two big sweaty men and he sees that as a draw. So he sees big money right there. So he wants to try to pull Lesnar away from that. So he's going to offer Lesnar more money. Yeah, yeah. So, so from what I understand too is that Lesnar's contract does indeed end after WrestleMania 34. Uh, so I mean, but also he wouldn't be able to do anything outside of the WWE until at least August without Vince McMahon's permission. So it should be interesting 
see what he does. But also, what about his last match? I thought almost that was like a one and done where he wanted to prove himself that he could do it again, and he did it again, and then that was it. But then he got, I know he got caught with the whole thing, but even with that consideration, then is it, even his age, is he, I don't know, old now, considering for UFC days or MMA days or whatever, or I mean, uh, it's just a beast. I think he's better off going to Bellator because that's where all the old guys are now. Bellator is like the WCW of MMA. Like they got guys like Rampage and Jail Sonnen and all in their 40s fighting. Um, I just don't think the UFC is a, a good fit for Lesnar. I mean, I, I'm arguing with Marks about this oh, all God, the time. Oh, God, you saw me get in that argument. Yeah, I'm arguing with them because they're giving, they're, they become MMA professionals just because they're huge Lesnar fans, and that pisses me off. <laughs> and this is why MMA fans hate wrestling fans. You know, this is why there's a beef between MMA and wrestling fans because when a CM Punk is involved or Brock Lesnar is involved, all of a sudden these guys who never watch MMA become fucking professionals at critiquing it. And they're trying to educate us. A guy like Lesnar, see, he was a big fish in a small pond. And I don't want to repeat what we talked about last time, but he, that's what he was when he won the heavyweight title. Since he's been gone, the heavyweight division has evolved. And the, the, the division has gotten a lot better since Lesnar has been gone. Right. Does Lesnar beat a guy in the top 10? Absolutely not. Well, um, let me say this. Like I said, Lesnar is about big money fights. And maybe you're wondering... Why would you spoil a Daniel Bryan return? Well, you want to gauge your reaction prior and then see what that reaction is going to get for your ratings. Because you don't think there's not going to be big money in a potential Brock Lesnar versus Daniel Bryan at a WrestleMania? That's big fucking money. The only thing with that is that um, Lesnar can call his shots per fight. But when it comes to the WWE, he just has one contract that states how much he gets paid for this appearance, how much he gets paid for this appearance. So it doesn't matter what match you put him in, he's still going to get paid the same. But when it comes to the UFC, he's going to have, like his last fight against Mark Hunt, he made $5 million before he had to relinquish a part of his purse. He made $5 million, and that's just on his contract. Pay-per-view points, yeah. And that's not, that doesn't even include the pay-per-view points. So, I mean... One, so, one fight in the UFC that would interest me for Lesnar because Daniel Cormier is a bit of a underweight heavyweight I want to say it's a small heavyweight that's an interesting fight just because of the size difference let's see how Daniel Cormier goes against Stipe in July and then that could be a fight they could make which I think could be a big money fight that's an interesting fight alright ladies and gentlemen it's time for the Angry Cooter mixtape the must see matches of the week the four shows that I watch, Raw, SmackDown, 205 Live, and NXT. For Raw, obviously, if you're not picking the ultimate deletion, you're not a fucking wrestling fan. So that's what I pick for Raw. SmackDown, I went Nakamura versus Rusev. I know I've been bitching. I hated that they had that match on the pay-per-view. You're killing Rusev. You're killing Rusev. But these guys have such great chemistry, and it was a fun match to watch. I enjoyed the shit out of that. So you got to check that one out. 205 Live. Honestly, Drew Gulag versus Mustafa Ali. I didn't have high hopes for this going into it. My God, amazing match. Drew Gulag has definitely upped his fucking stock in that division now. So, last but not least for NXT, I thought this match was going to suck because, you know, I'm kind of a Cassius oh no hater. 
that fat bastard. But you know what? Him and Adam Cole put on one hell of a fucking main event on this week's NXT. So those are the must-see matches of the week. Bitches. You just made the list! Uh, you know, I, I haven't done it in a little bit, but somebody else has been added to my list, and I'm getting annoyed very fast, guys. Uh, you know, uh, some of the names that have made the list is J- uh, J- from Jason Jordan to Shayna Baszler, Asuka's on there, James Ellsworth's there, Velveteen Dream made it. Guys, this week, uh, I have to say Shane McMahon is making my list only only for the fact that we could see him again at WrestleMania Again, taking spots from other guys. I'm sick of the McMahons in Mania. But you know what? This year, not so much Stephanie. I, I get it. But Shane McMahon. Because I'll tell you what. Now, especially, we talked about Daniel Bryan's return. This, I feel like, ruins the return. I want to see Daniel Bryan come back to do a, a one-on-one match. A, a, a handicap match. Two-on-one. But adding Shane McMahon, ugh, I'm over it. Over it. He should have ended with Taker. Taker should have retired him from doing anything in ring. Uh, but still, yeah, I guess maybe his boys haven't seen him win a match at Mania yet. Maybe that's why we have to get him again. Shane McMahon, man, just please stop. If I hear that you're coming in for a fight against Kevin Owens in a non-sanctioned match and Sami Zayn and your partner's Daniel Bryan. Uh, and But I, I, I Cooter... I know you said it before. That hot tag is going to be awesome. It's going to be the loudest tag of the night when Daniel Bryan gets in. But at the same time, I'm just like, stop. I don't. Shane doesn't bring anything anymore except for jumping off of high things. And unless he's going off the mania sign, then I don't want to see it. I don't know. Uh, you don't want to see his flurry punches? Ugh, I'm done. I can't. Shane, you're on the list until if, uh, you stop. <laughs> you can get off the list if you're not in Mania, but right now you're on it. Anyway, I was watching Bacha Mania this morning, and they they do a lot of like crazy things on there. But there's this one thing where they they took a South Park um, episode, and and you had Kenny and Cartman, and they were talking about oh, it, I guess they were hiding from somebody. It was like oh, we have to make like code code sounds. Um, if you see him coming make a noise of a, a dying giraffe. And they're like, How do, what does that sound like? <laughs> and they made that noise of Shane McMahon when he took the powerbomb. He's like, ooh, ooh, ooh. Like that, that weird, awkward uh, noise he kept making. And I just could not stop laughing at that. Uh, Shane McMahon, I'm sorry. I'm just, I'm done. I just want to see the new people on the show. Like, it's, it's not WrestleMania and Shane McMahon every year. Just stop. We're not guaranteed change just yet. So I know. I'm, uh, let's have still some hope. hopes. There's let's still have hope. some hope, man. I, I really do. You, you, you never know, too. It could be it could be Daniel Bryan versus Kevin Owens with Sami Zayn in one corner and Shane in the other corner. Mm-hmm. That's a waste of talent. It's but not a waste what? of talent. You're keeping Shane on the outside. What if you brought in Samoa Joe to be his partner? How great would that be? Mm-hmm. Mm. Anybody but Shane, I think at this point. For but me. It, it just another guy from Ring of Honor who he, you know, went through the fucking the Indies with, man. I mean, yeah, that's true. You know, well, you there's can go, no, that, route. You can go Samoa, that route. Samoa Joe is a one man army, though. That's the only thing. He's on the list, though, for, for now. You uh, never did get to see that final Samoa Joe Kevin Owens match after that that terrible piece of shit they had in NXT that one time. Yeah. 
All right, guy. Well, you know, uh, we talked about him today. It's a big week for him, uh, so why not do it? You know, everybody's probably going to be talking about all the biggest comebacks this week. But how about let's get into some of the the best dream opponents for Daniel Bryan right now on the the current NXT WWE roster? Uh, anything that we could possibly see because this is a big deal, and I hope they make a big deal out of it. So, uh, guys, uh, right off the top, I think I'll just throw it to Cooter. Uh, who would you want to see out of anybody right now? go against Daniel Bryan or have a little feud with. Oh God. Well, I, I, you know what? I've already said it. Samoa Joe. I think those two would complement each other very, very well. It's kind of that David versus Goliath thing. I mean, Samoa Joe is a big motherfucker and you know, Daniel Bryan is that, that undersized fucking awesome ass kicker. So, I mean that that's a match I, I would definitely love to see. I mean, it's not like I, did they, did they, Wrestling Ring of Honor? I'm sure they had to have. Yeah, I think they have. Yeah. Um, well, I'm going to go with uh, a guy that I think is going to be pure magic, and that's AJ Styles. I mean, just I, the thing is with that match, too, is because you got the best wrestler in the world versus probably the best wrestler in the world that's returning. So that match is one of those matches where, like, I don't even think, I mean, it would be nice to have a story, but I don't even think you need a story for that. You can have these guys stand in the ring, and you're going to get a This Is Awesome chant before that match even starts. Uh-huh. And that That's another dream match you can have. No, for but, sure. Haven't they wrestled already, too? Um, I have to dig deep. Years in my ago, somebody actually honor. posted a, a video of them wrestling at a high school somewhere, and yes, dude, there was like it. yes, there was like two rows of people. people. <laughs> I know that's oh man, just to, to come full circle, they came. Uh, it's like WrestleMania or something. But yeah, it, it's exciting though to think about because once again, you, this is something we never thought was going to happen, and it's happening. So don't fucking put them against fucking Zack Ryder or some shit. You know, like make these matches good. Uh, one one name I got to bring up is uh, because. When The Miz started all that shit on Talking Smackdown or Talking Smack, I, I wish they would bring that show back just for this because, oh, it riled him up. It had to piss him off so much that he was. I wonder if The Miz was almost like one of the reasons why he was determined to get back in the ring just to shut The Miz up. And I mean, man, the promos they could do with each other just to go back on that night and just show relive that night again just to to show the stuff that The Miz was saying to him. So. Man, I know it's not like a you know an AJ Styles or a Smojo kind of match, but still, just to just to put a cap on that uh, little because feud of the story the that was built yeah, behind it. Oh, hell yeah. yeah, just to hell put a cap a on SummerSlam that. match. Oh, that'd be so good. Guys um, that he's never touched though. I mean, these are some great names that I see on this list. Nakamura. Oh my God! If you thought that fucking mm. Sami Zayn and Nakamura was good, Daniel Bryan and Nakamura would be fucking amazing too, man. And I think, and, and you bring up Nakamura, and I remember hearing an interview with Nakamura, him saying one of the reasons why he signed with the WWE was with hopes of possibly having a match with Daniel Bryan. Like he still had hope, even though you know they didn't clear him. So I mean, that would be a great match. Um, another match on on my the list we have here is a guy that isn't really too established with the WWE yet, but that's hmm. Pete Dunne. Oh God! I, I think Pete Dunne, the Bruiserweight, Daniel Bryan. I think that would be an amazing match to have. I mean, Pete Dunne. I mean, they, I don't know if you guys noticed this, but I, I saw this today, um, and this is what made me think of this match: was uh, Pete Dunne and Daniel Bryan. They both idol William Regal, and yes. they both wear maroon. And William Regal also wore maroon too. Uh, 
it, it's just a it's just a small little thing I picked out that it kind of stood out to me. But I think that match between Pete Dunne, I think that would be magic as well. No, yeah, for sure. Uh, what about a guy like maybe Alistair Black? Because he's doing some, you know, uh, he reminds me of Daniel Bryan and some of his movesets with the kicks and whatnot. Uh, that would probably be a really, really unique match, uh, I guess, when Alistair makes it up to the main roster kind of a thing. Uh, how they get there, I don't know, but uh, I think that might be a good matchup, decent matchup. Oh, yeah, that would probably be pretty good, too. But you know what? We got a name on here. It's, that's a match I would have loved to see like five years ago. Kurt Angle. <laughs> yeah. Because I, I said a long time ago, we were talking about dream matches, and like Kurt Angle was still in TNA. And I'm like, I wish he would just leave and do this match. I mean, that would be magic. That would be like Angle versus Benoit all over again from WrestleMania 17. But like now, I don't know. Can Kurt... Dude, I, I know a lot of people are saying it online. Everybody's like Kurt Angle and uh, you know uh, Daniel Bryan, and I, I I agree with you. I'm the same way because I think I think it was maybe me and you, or I forget who I went with. We saw a TNA show years ago, probably like less than five years ago, at the Civic Center, and Kurt Angle, man, his knees are so bad, like he had to have help up at the because they did like autographs at the end of the match, and it was the main event, and he his knees, man, are so shot that. It was I don't even like think he, he wrestled walk. on that card, bro. I don't even think he wrestled on that card. Ugh, I had geez. the I had the Kurt Angle jinx f- with him for years, right? He he was supposed to be in that ECW house show that they had at Poughkeepsie Civic Center, mm-hmm. okay? Uh, three days beforehand, he was released from from uh, WWE. Then two house shows that TNA ran there, he was on the card. And then he pulled out because of his neck injuries twice. So three times in a row I went because I'd never seen Kurt Angle live. I shouldn't say that. I did see him, believe it or not, at the Poughkeepsie Civic Center years ago when he was on SmackDown. But, I mean, for the reason me going and three times in a row he wasn't on that card. Yeah, so maybe a little bit too little too late for Kurt Angle, but uh, uh, they have been hiding Kurt Angle in tag matches, so I guess maybe that's another reason too. Uh, but, yeah, what are, what are some other dream matches we can get out of Daniel Bryan? <laughs> We got Johnny Gargano. Oh, my God. How the fuck did I not see that? Where you got two underdogs. Now, granted, you don't even need any of these guys to play the heel. I mean, you got Johnny Gargano, who pretty much was is the underdog and can sell very good. He could sell just as good as Daniel Ryan. So those two in the ring together, I mean, look. That's that's another dream match that would just steal the show. There's so much, man. Definitely complement like, each other. I think their styles would so definitely be a, a match worth watching for sure. You know who's not on this list that I oh. think would be good? Andrade Cien Almas. That, you know, that guy would be amazing in the ring with him too. Uh-huh. Luchador Absolutely. versus uh, the Dragon. Um, man, what what about some luchador guys? What about like uh, don't shit on me, but what about like a Kalisto or uh, no. somebody <laughs> like uh, against Daniel Bryan? Because I mean, they never had a Rey Mysterio. He never had like a Rey Mysterio match, has he? I don't remember a Daniel Bryan Rey Mysterio kind of a match. No, Rey Mysterio and Daniel Bryan have not wrestled. That might be. I mean, that I mm. So that would be a great match, and but I, I I promise you guys, I will stay away from Rey if that match is booked. <laughs> I do not want to jinx that match. Oh, sure. um, a Finn Balor and Daniel Bryan has never happened. Ooh, the demon versus wow, the dragon. That. Yeah, that would be cool. That would be amazing. Just imagine the the WWE actually let Daniel Bryan go by the moniker the American Dragon. Oh, please, 
just give him something. You, you put his name in reverse, give him something. Uh, <laughs> you know, for sure, uh, make it like that. Because, well, I, I think what we're talking about too at the end of the day is that you know these are dream matches. What's going to happen? What's not going to happen? But still, like John John Cena has his foot out the door, kind of. You know, he's wrestling here and there, but he's fading away, if you will, into the sunset. Boom, you know, Brian Danielson, Daniel Bryan uh, retired, had an emotional speech. People were crying, and now the man is back. It's like it's a second chance at life in a way, you know what I mean, to where they need to use him. They don't need to abuse him. Don't give him a crazy-ass schedule. Just use his celebrity, his status for the good of WWE. And I'm kind of curious, too, because after WrestleMania – do they write him off of SmackDown? Because I could tell it now Vince is like, we need him on Raw. I want him on Raw. You know, like, I feel like Vince is going to want him on the A show, Raw, right? Do you think even that happening, too, just to switch landscapes with him a little no, bit? That, but... that, would be the, that would be the worst thing that they could ever yeah. do. They got to save because the boy Roman, right? Because he's going to. That's exactly <laughs> right, Credo. Because if. The, I'm telling you, there's going to be a major, major shakeup. And I'm telling you, there's going to be some. Some big names leaving Raw and some shitty names coming over from SmackDown. And SmackDown's going to be that show to watch because you know what? Any big name that you have on Raw that you're going to put up against Roman, they're just the only way you could possibly try to get him over is to fucking uh, put these lesser names that really nobody gives a fuck about against him. I guarantee you Braun Strowman goes to SmackDown. I guarantee you the Miz goes back to SmackDown. Mm. I wouldn't I be surprised to see fucking Finn Balor, Finn Balor Seth Rollins, right? Now. Somebody, yeah. yeah. Got to keep I, Roman strong, right? Yeah, I, I, I just think that, like, I mean, there's so many names that we didn't even talk about, and just like you said in the opening, this is a game changer. Hmm. Yep, this really is a game changer. Like this just never happened makes, before. Yeah, never. This just makes everything. Now, granted, you know, we get all hyped up and we get excited. But the WB will ruin it somehow, some way. <laughs> um, but let's not let's just not think about that right now. Let's just keep playing off our emotions and be excited. Enjoy There's the so moment. Much, yeah, enjoy it while it lasts. There's so much stuff that we can look forward to after WrestleMania. I mean, WrestleMania on paper looks like a great card, and we said that last week before the Daniel Bryan announcement. But now the Daniel Bryan announcement happened, the card is is so much better. And then I actually am looking forward to after WrestleMania because sometimes. After WrestleMania, they kind of hit that. They already hit that boom period, and they kind of like settled down a little bit. Yeah. They're not settling if Daniel Bryan is active. <laughs> Definitely, and you know it was funny because like every time we hear that Roman Reigns is in the main event, it's it's like our anticipation for Mania goes down. But then it was like, oh well, we're getting AJ Nakamura, and I was like, oh all right. And then, and then Roman's status like it gets, gets lower and lower because it's like, oh well, we're getting AJ Nakamura. I don't care too much if Roman's fighting Brock, whatever. And now that we hear Daniel Bryan's back, oh boom, there go up higher goes uh, Daniel Bryan and down goes Roman Reigns to where. Uh, oh, you mean Kurt Angle's gonna wear a girdle during his match? Oh wow, it went up even higher. Holy shit! <laughs> Let me ask you guys a question because I know we discussed this early or last week. Um, I'm gonna ask the same question again now, throwing in that Daniel Bryan match. Who closes WrestleMania? Uh, Oof, it's, oh, do you man. close WrestleMania with Daniel Bryan's return? Uh, you cannot do. I'm telling you, man. They need to put Brock and Roman in the middle of the show, and that's it. And then let every like. Uh, that's the thing, man. It, I'll tell you what. Close it with Daniel Bryan if it's just Daniel Bryan to where it's like uh, it just off the top of my head. 
I would personally accept a match to where it's Daniel Bryan versus Kevin Owens, where Kevin Owens has Sami Zayn in his corner, and then Daniel Bryan's has Shane in his corner. Uh, yeah, I'll, you I'll, can't I'll close the a show match. with Shane McMahon, bro. No, uh, you uh, have to close. You close that show with AJ Styles Nakamura. I know, but I'm saying if if it was a Daniel Bryan match to where I'd rather not have Shane in the match, have him in the corner. But okay, yeah, uh, that, that's. It, it, I'm telling you, they need to balance that out because it's gonna have to be after Roman Reigns is Daniel Bryan's match. Uh, and then closing it with uh, AJ. You got to close it with the champ if he returns. Now, my next question is because Daniel Bryan is going to be an active wrestler now, that automatically should strip him of being general manager, uh-huh. I would assume, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. So who would be taking that spot? Stinger. You bring Sting in? What about Hogan? Oh. What about Hogan? A good way to write him back into the show. He could be the general manager. Listen, if we, can't, if we can't name a battle royal after May Young for pimping out hoes, okay? I don't think we can bring back the end bomb drop in Hulkster. It wasn't May Young. Oh. It oh, wasn't my sorry, fault, Hulk Hogan. Hogan. My, my apologies. Yeah, I, I, I get it, I book, I get it I twisted, too. Don't worry. Yeah, I Booker Tita, I know. Thank the Thunder you. Lips Invitational, guys. Uh, it's just a way to get around it, but... Uh, that's a, that's a good point though. I mean, I don't know what other legends. Maybe Mark Henry. Maybe somebody who's still active, and they just need somebody else. I don't know. So switch it up a bit. What do you guys think? Another wrestling Once again, like us, follow us, subscribe, leave Angry Cooter all the hate mail you want. Give all give Mike, a minority Mike, all the love in the emails. Just uh, give give us some uh, give us some love. Uh, let us know you're out there. Comment, and we'll t- we'll comment back. Right. That's right. And follow me on Instagram at angry underscore cooter and don't tug your peckers, bitches. <laughs> uh, you can follow me at minority underscore Mike on Twitter. You tweet at me, I'll tweet you back. Um, if you want to troll, just tweet at Cooter. He loves trolls. I don't tweet, yo. I told you you can follow my Insta though. You know. <laughs> so then Insta. follow cooter on his instagram and just leave nothing but troll marks just troll every single picture of cooters <laughs> listen, get him going so i don't can care talk about you, you can't get me show. going listen well you could tweet at you though even though we'll try to get you to respond it might be hard it'll never though. happen listen who can get cooter all Richard? all comments are good comments all right there is no bad publicity when you're this i got i got a task for all the listeners everybody go to angry cooters uh instagram and just leave nothing but absurd uh, troll comments and the best comments Kudu will read it on air next week maybe about uh, salad we, we don't have to get into that but uh, maybe we, we, we <laughs> know. edit this part out Frito you know what the best part is what I gave, I gave them all the wrong fucking what is it's it angry cooter there's no ang- there's no underscore so <laughs> <laughs> good I just needed you saying that now I can edit that into where you say it fuck <laughs>